Welcome to the Soul Joy Mindset Podcast, the podcast that invites, empowers, and equips women with the tools to release the hustle and grind and embrace a life of ease and joy. I am your host, Teresa Timms, a lover of life, strategic thinker, theologian, storyteller, sexy, sassy, freedom seeker, and coach. In each episode of this podcast, we will explore a topic that will help you change your mindset and ultimately change every aspect of your life. So sit back and hear yourself, see yourself, and truly believe that it is possible to live a life that brings your soul joy. boundaries. I remember when I used to be afraid to change my mind. I thought that changing my mind meant that I was being um, funny acting or irrational or mercurial. I thought that changing my mind showed weakness. And what I know now is that when we change our minds, it shows growth. When I sometimes look back on sermons that I did very, very early on in my ministry, I am aghast. (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I thought that way. I can't believe that that was my theology. And now I realize, oh, I've changed my mind. I've gotten new information and I've grown. The same is true for our boundaries. You are allowed to change your boundaries. Your boundaries should change. Your boundaries should change as you change. Your boundaries should grow as you grow. It is a new year and it might be helpful for you to take a moment to reevaluate your boundaries. New year, new boundaries. So last year, you may have been in a place in your life where um, you talked all night long, your phone was on, people could text you and call you anytime something came up on their mind, they could reach out to you. You are the friend that is handy dandy available all of the time. And now in this new year, you've decided that, you know what, I do not want to take phone calls after 9 p.m. That I am going to start a bedtime routine of 9 p.m. It is okay for you to then set up boundaries with people in your life around when you are available. You have decided that you want to get a good night's sleep. You have decided that you do not want to be the emergency contact for everybody and everything all of the time. And guess what? You are allowed to change your mind. And in this new year, you are also allowed, entitled, and should have new boundaries. There's nothing wrong with having new boundaries. But the thing that we often fall into is that we don't communicate the new boundaries. And so the point number one is, as you have new boundaries, it is important that you could communicate the new boundaries to those who it impacts. Now, communicating new boundaries can also feel a certain way of, hear ye, hear ye, I am no longer taking phone calls at 9 p.m. As my granny used to say to me, it's not always what you say, but it's how you say it. It can be 
you know what? I really need to go to bed at a decent time. I realize that that's important to me. So I'm going to put my phone on do not disturb beginning at 9 p.m. If it's a real emergency, please, you know, if you call two or three times, it'll override the do not disturb and I will absolutely respond to your call. But if it's not an emergency, you can go ahead and text me. You can go ahead and send it. But I will not see it until six, seven o'clock tomorrow morning. Saying it that way doesn't have any animosity. There's no judgment. You are stating that this is important for me. You begin by saying, I want to go to bed at a decent time. This is what's going to be happening from now on. If I don't respond in the late midnight hour, I'll get you in the morning. You've owned what that is. But when we have boundaries and we don't communicate them to other people, and then people begin to violate the boundaries, um, we get resentful of it. It's like, well, you ain't told nobody. You, ain't, you haven't told anybody that you plan on doing this. And so, of course, people are upset. Like, well, why aren't you answering my calls anymore? I'm not saying that confrontation is not going to happen. I'm not going to say that people aren't going to have an attitude about it because they will. But the way to ease it a bit is by communicating it and communicating it with a smile, communicating it with joy, communicating it with this sense of, I know you love me. And a great way for you to love me is to help me help myself by being mindful that I'm going to go to bed at a decent time. The second point around having um, new boundaries is that it's going to feel wonky at times. It's going to be uncomfortable. So the second thing is give yourself some grace. Things are new. This is a new boundary for you, that this is going to be a new way for you to engage. And so it's not going to be perfect all of the time. At 9.05, at 9.15, at 10 o'clock, somebody may absolutely call you two or three times to try to get in touch with you. And you absolutely may answer and you absolutely may have a conversation and you may not go to bed on time. But don't spend your time beating yourself up. This is about consistency. The other day, um, my leak, um, I talk about my leak a lot on this podcast, but the other day, my leak till she posted around um, discipline. And when we think about disciplining our children, that discipline is often grounded in this control of this harshness. And I don't really like to use the word discipline as much as I like to use the word consistency. I don't consider myself a disciplined person because I'm not trying to have control and power in this harsh way, in this way that's rigid, but I'm, I, I try to be consistent. And so every day I may not drink a gallon of water, but I try to consistently get up to 70 something, 80 something ounces a day. So you may not be 100% every single day, but that place of consistently showing up to it every day. You know, you may start at 10 o'clock and then moving back to 945, but you're consistently trying and consistency shows up like a little bit every day, a little bit every day. Give yourself some grace. New boundaries are hard, especially if you're a person who've never really had boundaries before, especially when you're a person who you show up for everyone all of the time and saying no for the first time can be a little frightening. Setting a boundary for the first time can be a little intimidating, especially if you're a people pleaser. You're already like bracing yourself. Oh my goodness. What is this person going to say? Oh my goodness. Like sending the email and being like, oh, I don't want to even open up this email to see what they're going to say in response. Give yourself some grace. So the number one thing is to communicate the new boundary. The second point is give yourself some grace around the boundary. 
It is not about perfection. It is not about this hard-handed discipline, but it is about consistency, showing up to it every single day. The other thing about, you know, having boundaries is that we have to keep the boundaries that we set. And this is the third and most important part that we have to, we have to keep the boundaries that we set. If we say that we are trying to go to bed at 9 p.m. and then you're making phone calls at 930, of course, people are going to be like, they're not going to take you seriously because you aren't taking yourself seriously. You are allowed to change your boundaries. Absolutely. And also, I invite you to be willing to keep the boundaries that you set. If you have set a boundary around lending money to family members or or not being um, judicious with your time or not keeping up with your belongings or, or not drinking the water or not moving your body or whatever that is, if you've put boundaries around that, if you've put boundaries around what your family members can ask you about your weight or about your love life, then you also need to set some boundaries with what do you talk to your family members about? If you don't want your auntie and them in your business around your your weight or around your relationship or around your dating, be mindful of the conversations that you're having with them. There are things that I just don't talk about with with certain people. One, because I realize that their perception of it may be very different. Their lived reality of it may be different than my real lived reality. And so I'm not going to try to have a conversation with this person about it when I know going in that we don't see it the same way. But we are sometimes so used to these relationships, this familiarity, this space of like having somebody to talk to that may not be the right person. And so if I want a boundary around it with you, if I don't want to talk about it with you, then I need to control. I need to have a boundary around what I even bring up, what I even allow myself to talk about. It's sometimes this very thin line between how we engage with relationships. So as you all know, um, I am a Peloton rider. I love riding my Peloton. But I don't talk about my Peloton with people who don't really have Pelotons or not interested in Pelotons, not interested in health and fitness. Why? Because that's just not what they're going to talk about. That's not what they want to talk about. So I found me some people who love the thing that I love, and that's what we talk about. I do not talk about money with certain people. I have a group of people. I have my crew. Hey, crew. Let me tell you. Ain't no, ain't no crew like my crew. <laughs> Shamina and Joy, ain't no crew like my crew. But I'm able to talk about certain things in this friendship group because we have a shared understanding of goals. We have a shared understanding of intention. We have a shared understanding of this thing. Why would I talk about um, something in a space that we don't have a shared understanding and I'm going to feel like I'm being attacked or I'm going to feel like I'm going to be on the defense about it. But I have to keep my own boundaries. And so that means finding communities, having discernment about where you talk about, how you engage in certain spaces. That's discernment. That is hard, hard truths about yourself, about people around you. This is having new boundaries. It's okay. It's it's appropriate. It's what we should do. And also, it takes some practice. My coaching program is about breaking mindsets breaking toxic generational mindsets. And most of that is familial. Most of that comes from our family of origin. And the things that we learn about, the ways that we show up in the world, 
a lot of times can be traced back to our first teachers, our parents, our mamas, our daddies, our aunties, our nannies, whoever raised us, our mimas, whoever raised us, that community that raised us. And what I now know about myself is that a lot of the ways that I operate in the world, when I look back, that it came from somewhere. And learning to set boundaries with my family was the hardest thing that I had to do. It was the hardest work that I had to do because it was like, oh, you don't understand where I'm going. You don't understand who I am becoming. You don't understand a few things. And I'm not saying that in judgment, oh, you don't understand or whatever. But what I do know is that I now have to create a boundary that keeps me safe. I have to create a boundary that allows us to be in relationship with one another. And so it was it was difficult at first. It was so difficult at first to create those boundaries because it is the people that we love the most that can sometimes cause us the most harm and hurt. And so instead of me um, spiraling out and blaming them and getting into big fights and conversations every time I went home, or every time there was a phone call, what I knew was that even though it broke my heart sometimes, that this ain't the conversation that I can have my, with my mom and them, that this ain't the conversation that I can bring to the family dinner table. And to know that I have other spaces for that. I have other communities for that. Um, setting new boundaries with the people who are closest to us will prove to be the most challenging. But following the three things that I said are one, setting the expectations. So I didn't go home and be like, Mama, I'm not talking with, to you about this thing anymore. I just found a way to to redirect the conversation over and over again, redirect the conversation until it wasn't a thing anymore. Or <laughs> having my script in my back pocket of how I would respond to this. Um, if this is what they're going to say about my body and my weight, my response is, you know, thank you, I'm handling that. If this is what they're going to say about my my love life or my intimate relationships, like, thank, thank you, this is who I love, like setting a boundary, but setting the expectation, setting the expectation of like, you know what, mama, we don't really need to talk about that. You know what, like, we don't, we, we, we don't need to, we don't need to talk about that set the expectation and there are other people who will be easier to set expectation with but the relationships closest to us will challenge us the second part is having some grace having some grace with yourself because it will not be a hard wall line in the sand some things will be but you're not going to get it perfect you're not going to get it right all the time so when you find yourself struggling with your boundaries it's okay Give yourself some grace around that. It's not about perfection. It's not about hard-handed discipline. It is about consistency. Consistently showing up over and over again. And the third part is the most important. Keeping the boundaries that you've set for yourself. You keeping it. One time I, I talked about you being the supermodel in your own life. You being the model for how people will treat you. Um, you being the model for how you talk about yourself. I'm not going to um, degrade myself. I'm not going to be the butt of my own jokes. And so I'm setting an expectation. I'm living out the way that I want you to treat we. We model that. We teach people how to treat us by modeling it within ourselves. I cannot say that I that I'm going to not be on emails over the weekend and then all weekend long everybody in the office is getting lots of emails from me and then I get mad because I'm getting lots of emails from people in return. I'm not keeping the own boundary that I set. 
The one thing that in my office and in my professional world, I have big boundaries around people being on vacation. If you're on vacation, you're on vacation and I will not bother you. Thus, when I go on vacation, don't bother me. I model it. I model it. And so how do we model the expectation? How do we model the boundary in our own lives? How do we keep that for ourselves? In this new year, I encourage you to to take an audit, take an evaluation, sit down and think about your goals. Sit down and think about who you are aspiring to be, your vision for yourself. And then how do you align your boundaries to match it? If one of your goals is to save money, how do you then have boundaries around your money, boundaries around your spending, boundaries around how how often you go to happy hour or restaurants or shopping? And then also, how do you want communicate that expectation to having grace around that new boundary? And then three, how do you live into it yourself? Whew. We're into it. We are into this new year. And with all of the joy, with all of the new year, new me, newness, I love it so much. And also knowing that things will change. And with the change, change is not always bad. Change is inevitable. And how do we show up to it? And how do we show up to it knowing that it is possible to live a life that brings your soul joy? Are you the superhero in everyone's life but your own? Are you exhausted, overwhelmed, and feel stuck in a cycle of working hard with nothing to show for it? Are you stressed, struggling with your health, lack intimacy, and a sense of personal fulfillment? This episode is brought to you by my Soul Joy Coaching six-month signature mindset program that empowers women who are ready to break toxic cycles and unhealthy habits so that they can claim their identity and voice to show up to life unapologetically. We use a curriculum and framework that is grounded in joy and centers vision, strategy, community, and an abundance of love and encouragement. I guarantee you that Soul Joy Coaching will change your life. If you're ready for joy, let's talk. Visit my website, www.teresatims.com and take my joy assessment. This assessment will give you insight and help you to identify patterns and your growing edges. Use this score as information to help you take the next faithful step in claiming joy in your life. Go ahead. Book a call today to get your score at www.teresatims.com.